off and the clock has started. Here we go. Greetings and welcome to 20 Minutes You'll Never Get Back. My name is Doug Prezak, sadly missing an announcer. <laughs> I got to work on that. Uh, this episode was posted today, Saturday, March the 2nd. And you know, and I know that I always try and get the new shows up and posted early on Friday mornings, like uh, 5 a.m. West Coast time. Sometimes it happens a little bit later on a Friday, but a Saturday, I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for myself. I've let down Trinidad and Tobago, who were always the first to download a show. But this week, life got in the way. Not in a bad way. In fact, not in a bad way at all. We'll have more on that in a minute. But uh, just rest assured, this is now episode 137. It's up and you're listening. Before we get going, let's start things off the way I, uh, I like to do it because, you know, it's my show. <laughs> I like to acknowledge some of the new locations that I uh, haven't seen on my locations list before. And popping up this week uh, were Bromley, Southeast Greater London area, Mooresville in North Carolina, Elkton in Virginia, and Lake Isabella, California. I did not know where Lake Isabella was. I'm ashamed. So I looked it up on the uh, Google Maps machine and found out it's, <laughs> it's just about 60 miles north of where I live. So <laughs> hello, Lake Isabella. So welcome to those places and to uh, you listeners. And I hope you're back listening to this episode. <laughs> Somehow it makes it all worthwhile. And now on to today's topic. Well, today is actually March 1st when I'm recording this, okay? And March 1st is a sad day here in the old 20 Minutes household. You see, yesterday was the last day in February, and it was the 29th. It's also my executive producer's birthday. <laughs> That's right. Her birthday is on Leap Day. She is a leapling. And for the past week or so, it's been a, a series of celebrations and presents and uh, big parties with the family and friends. And it ended with a gathering of leaplings in front of a castle in a very large mouse-based theme park. You can figure out which one it is. It was actually kind of cool to see all these people who don't know each other, but they all have a common connection, a birthday every four years. The first question she's usually asked is, when do you celebrate your birthday when it's not a leap year? Now, her response is always, and, and I'm quoting here, all of February and the first half of March. <laughs> now, being the highly intelligent being that I am, I do not argue with that point. <laughs> but in a leap year, she gets February 29th, and that's it. No, oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> she gets as much as she wants. However, just uh, how February 29th is celebrated is, is significantly different than, oh, say, February 28th. So, uh, yeah, but what's up with Leap Day and Leap Year? You know, I just had to do some research because I didn't want you to go to all the trouble. And frankly, that's why I'm here, or at least that's what I tell myself. So let's talk about Leap Days and Leap Years. Now, just about everybody knows that a calendar year is typically 365 days long. These are called common years. Loosely defined is the number of days it takes the Earth to complete an orbit around the sun. I don't know if there's any calendar deniers out there, but yeah, a day is 24 hours and a year is 365 days long. But wait, the 365 is actually a rounded number. It actually takes the Earth 365.24290 days to orbit the sun, 
or 365 days, 5 hours, 48 minutes, and 56 seconds. This side reel year is slightly longer than the calendar year in that extra 5 hours, 48 minutes, and 56 seconds needs to be accounted for somehow. But how did that calendar adjustment start? Well, we go uh, back a ways, quite a ways, oh, like centuries ago. People kept track of the sun's position, such as for the solstice or the longest day of the year, so they knew when to do things like plant and harvest. Over time, there was a need for a centralized calendar system. The Hebrew, Chinese, and Buddhist calendars, among others, have long contained entire leap months. Is that where she got that idea? The West is no stranger to leap years either. Julius Caesar introduced the Julian calendar in 45 BC, and it included an extra day every year. He borrowed the idea from the Egyptians, but his math wasn't exactly correct. Caesar overestimated the solar year by about 11 minutes, and that led to an overcorrection of about eight days each millennium. Now, that explains kind of why Easter, for example, fell further and further away from the spring equinox over time. Well, Pope Gregory XIII said, what a moron. No, he, <laughs> he didn't. I added that for dramatic effect. Anyway, he sought to address the problem in the 16th century with the Gregorian calendar, which adds leap days in years divisible by four. Now, in addition to that, the rule is that if the year is divisible by 100 and not divisible by 400, the leap year is skipped. The year 2000 was a leap year, for example, because, well, it's divisible by 100 and 400. But the years 1700, 1800, 1900 were not because you can't divide it by 400. <laughs> the next time a leap year will be skipped is the year 2100. <laughs> I think I'll be missing that one. <laughs> well, why add the extra day in February? It's simple. The Romans considered February an unlucky month. What? And because February only had 28 days to begin with, they, quote, just shoved it into February. <laughs> Although, leap day actually used to be on the 24th. Okay, now that we have the uh, math figured out, why is it called leap year? Well, a common year is 52 weeks and one day long. That means if your birthday were to occur on a Monday in one year, the next year it would occur on a Tuesday. However, the addition of an extra day during leap year means that your birthday now leaps over a day. Instead of your birthday occurring on a Tuesday, as it would following a common year, during a leap year, your birthday leaps over Tuesday and will now occur on a Wednesday. Did you know that's why it's called leap day? <laughs> I didn't. I'm embarrassed. I admit, I did. For me, it's just always been leap day, and that's what they call it. But it's because you're leaping over a day. Oh, my God. The, the educational information this show imparts on me <laughs> is astounding. <laughs> what does leap day mean for birthdays? Well, there are about 5 million people worldwide with a February 29th birthday. And the people's odds of becoming a leapling are small. It's about 1 in 1,461 to be exact. I know for a fact it's exact because <laughs> there are 1,461 days in four years. And so if you're born on one of those, <laughs> the odds are one in 1,461. <laughs> oh, the math. Leaplings say there's no set rule on which day to celebrate their birthday in a non-leap year. 
Some prefer, <laughs> you know where this is going, some prefer February 28th, others March 1st, and many do both. And then there's, well, never mind. Leaplings acknowledge the pros and cons of having a leap day birthday. Several said that while they were teased about it in grade school, it gave them a fun fact for life. Plus, more days to celebrate. <laughs> the downside is that many online forums, including the DMV, don't recognize February 29th as a possible birthday. You go through the scrolling down thing and it ends at 28 for February. Well, the Honor Society of Leap Year Day Babies say that those logistics can cause trouble, especially when it comes to things like driver's license expirations. And then there's Starbucks. Personal experience with that one. <laughs> My executive producer wife, she went into Starbucks to get her free birthday coffee last year, a non-leap year. It was February 28th, and they said, sorry, this isn't your birthday. <laughs> oh, man. Let's just say after a little bit of conversation, she got her coffee. <laughs> you don't mess with the Leapling about their birthday. And the Society of Leap Year Babies say it's the humans that program the computer, so the humans need to fix the problem. <laughs> so there, you go, Leaplings. <laughs> well, what would happen if we didn't have a leap day? Well, the side reel year, as we already mentioned, is slightly longer than the calendar year by an extra 5 hours, 48 minutes, and 56 seconds. And that needs to be accounted for. And if we didn't account for this extra time, the seasons would begin to drift. By the year 2020, now keep in mind, calm down, everybody. This is not War of the Worlds. It's what would happen if we didn't celebrate Leap Day, okay? Eesh. By the year 2028, the calendar has shifted forward one day. While the old winter solstice was December 21st, the new date is December 22nd. The old summer solstice was June 20. It's now June 21. By 2053, the calendar has shifted forward seven days. While the old winter solstice was December 21, it's now December 28. And the summer solstice was June 20. It's now June 27. Oh, I think we can all see where this is going. In approximately 750 years, and while none of us uh, listening right now will be here, sorry for the bad news, but in the year 2777, the calendar has moved forward 182 days. While the old winter solstice was December 21st, the new one is June 21. The old summer solstice was June 20. The new date is December 20th, which means none of us will be celebrating a white Christmas since it would be in the middle of summer. Yeah, you can ask any Australian about that. <laughs> so those are the facts on uh, Leap Day, Leap Year. But Leap Day isn't without some quirky traditions of its own around the globe. It's a British and Irish tradition for women to propose marriage to their partner on Leap Day. The tradition is thought to date back to the 5th century Ireland when St. Bridget complained to St. Patrick that the women were tired of waiting for men to propose. <laughs> The patroness saint of Ireland was able to convince St. Patrick to allow women to propose to men once every four years. Well, that's just damn nice of him, wasn't it? <laughs> Which became known as Ladies' Privilege or Bachelor's Day. The tradition traveled to Scotland and is thought to have been adopted into law by Queen Margaret in 1288, though she would have been around six years old at the time. <laughs> According to Scottish tradition, women had to wear a red petticoat while proposing. Now, if the man rejects the proposal, there is a price to pay. 
Of course, proposing doesn't always result in the uh, hoped-for answer. Now, recognizing this, Queen Margaret of Scotland passed a law in 1288 that declared that any Scotland man who refused a leap day proposal must pay a fine amounting to about one pound. Sometimes the fine would be a silk gown. (laughs) In Denmark, a man who refuses a proposal during a leap year has to give the woman who asked 12 pairs of gloves supposedly to hide the shame of not wearing an engagement ring. In Finland, the blow of a refusal has to be softened by enough fabric to make a skirt. But sometimes you don't want to get married in Greece and other countries. Getting married during leap year is considered to be bad luck and is thought to lead to divorce. Estimates show that up to one in five Greek couples choose not to marry in a leap year. Getting divorced during a leap year in Greece isn't a good idea either. Another ancient superstition states that couples who are separated during a leap year will never find happiness again in their lives. Yikes. <laughs> More leap year traditions. Leap years are not auspicious time for older people in Taiwan. In fact, Taiwanese believe that older people are more likely to die during a leap year. To increase their chance of survival, daughters will return home to cook up pig trotter noodles for their parents. And in case you were wondering, I was. The trotter part of the pig trotter noodles are the pig's feet. As in, you know, trotters. (laughs) Again, highly educational. It's said to be tasty, filling, and a harbinger of good health and good fortune. In Scotland, we're back to Scotland, sheep may get a bit nervous on a leap day. It seems that leap years are regarded as bad luck for livestock, especially sheep. <laughs> In fact, there's an old saying, quote, leap year was ne'er a good sheep year. <laughs> I just keep reading. <laughs> there's no logical reason why a leap year should be any worse than any other year. I mean, there's just an incredibly small percent increase in the chance of a mishap that comes from the extra day. But that doesn't stop these Scottish farmers from taking a little extra care in leap year. (laughs) In Rhineland, in the south of Germany, there's an age-old tradition where a love-struck boy leaves a small Liebesmai, or birch tree. (laughs) I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, A small birch tree decorated in ribbons on the doorstep of his crush on May Day. During a leap year, girls will leave them at the doorstep of the boy of their dreams instead. Eh, That's fair. (laughs) But perhaps a most committed response to the extended calendar comes from France, where the newspaper La Bougie des Sapers only publishes on leap days. I had to look up how to say La Bougie des Sapers. (laughs) I'm pretty certain I nailed it. They only print them on leap days. The paper was founded in 1980 and has printed just 11 editions before yesterday's copy hit the newsstand. The newspaper is named after one of France's earliest cartoon figures, La Sapere Camembert. He was a soldier simpleton who appeared in comic drawings about life in the army in the 1890s, and he was also reported to be a leapling. The newspaper styles itself as anti-politically correct, La Bougie Sapere has a circulation of 200,000 copies in France, Switzerland, Luxembourg, and Belgium. This year, it published the solution to its 2020 crossword puzzle. <laughs> you had to wait four years to find out if you got the right answers. Now, leap year is not a particularly historic day on the calendar. <laughs> After all, it's 
you know, kind of rare. Not too many historic events of note have happened on February 29th, but there have been a few moments. In 1692, the first arrest warrants for the Salem witch trials were authorized on Leap Day. Hattie McDaniel became the first African-American to win an Academy Award on February 29, 1940 for her portrayal of Mammy in Gone with the Wind. Some 28 years later, the Beatles' Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band won a Grammy for Best Album on February 29, 1968. And for lovers of neutrality and good cheese, Switzerland declared itself a federal republic on Leap Day in 1848. The towns of Anthony, Texas and Anthony, New Mexico, they share a state line and they have been known for decades as, quote, the leap year capital of the world. The cities host a festival every four years to help leaplings, people born on leap day, to celebrate their special day. A leapling who lived in the uh, Texas town persuaded the governors of both states to declare it so in 1988 after a flurry of February 29th birthdays. Um, let's just say it's a self-declared world capital. Just, just saying. I say, hold on there, Anthony, Texas and Anthony, New Mexico. I submit to all of you for your consideration, the town of Andenes, Norway and Karen and Henry Henriksen. They have three siblings, Heidi, who was born in 1960, Olaf, born in 1964 and Leif Merton, born in 1968. They all were born on February 29th, becoming the most siblings born on a leap day in history. The record was first added to the Guinness World Book of Records in 1980, and ever since, the Hendricksons have been often featured in interviews in and out of Norway. As the family confirmed, all of the births were natural. Karen Hendrickson didn't give birth through cesarean section, and none of the labors were induced. It was just an amazing, record-breaking coincidence. So I think perhaps Andenis Norway should uh, take the title of Leap Year Capital of the World. Just saying. And lastly, in case you didn't know it, Leap Day, February 29th, has its own official drink. It's the Leap Day Cocktail. It's a colorful cousin of the martini and was invented in 1928 by Harry Craddock, a bartender at the Savoy in London. It's made of Grand Marnier, sweet vermouth, gin, and a dash of lemon juice. It's a bittersweet concoction that captures the ethereal nature of this bizarre day perfectly. Okay, you want to make it yourself? It's two ounces of gin, a half ounce of Grand Marnier, half ounce of sweet vermouth, one dash of fresh lemon juice. Pour the ingredients in a cocktail shaker, fill with ice, and shake for 10 seconds. Then strain into a chilled cocktail glass. A twist of lemon peel over the drink is used for garnish. There you go. That is going to bring this Leap Day uh, edition to a close. But first, what have we learned? Well, we learned that there's just a crap ton of math involved trying to figure out when the next Leap Year will or won't be held. We learned that it's called Leap Year because you're leaping over a day of the week. Okay, I learned that. <laughs> you probably already knew that. And we learned that Leap Day has its own drink. And as soon as I wrap this up, I'm off to make my EP a Leap Day cocktail. Thank you very much for tuning and listening. I appreciate it. Sorry I was a day late. And I will talk to you next time on time on 20 Minutes. You'll never get back. Bye-bye. Crap, I am out of Grand Marnier and Sweet Vermouth. Damn it. 
Hi, it's me again, Doug. I want to take up a couple more seconds of your time just to remind you, if you want to stay informed of when uh, the next podcast is posted, all you need to do is sign up at uh, on that Instagram machine. It's at 20MYNGB, 20MYNGB, and that means 20 minutes you'll never get back. Uh, if you sign up there, you'll uh, always see when the next podcast is uploaded. And if you want to leave some comments, by all means, please do go to the uh, website at 20minutespodcast.com. So it's 20minutespodcast.com. And uh, you can uh, leave your comments there. It also tells you how you can be an announcer for the show. So take, take a look at those two things if you'd like and stay informed. And I'll, as always, thank you very much for listening to uh, 20 Minutes You'll Never Get Back. Bye-bye.